Do you have critical self-voices that just beat yourself up? What's the point of all that? What do you suppose? It certainly is painful. It certainly is tiring and exhausting. And it certainly adds to your experience of anxiety and depression. So what the heck? What is it that keeps people doing these things? Critically beating oneself up, having an endless narrative of blame, judgment, of labels, the negative commentary goes on and on. What's this about? Well, I can tell you what it's about. It's a part of you, very, very part of you that is working for your protection, kicking in the pants and saying all the things that's ever heard other people say throughout your life. When you're very small, you might have heard these criticisms or you might have seen them or experienced them in some way. You're just replaying that tape. But you kick yourself in the pants. Make sure that you don't do something worse, something foolish. Something that separates you. Something that leaves you alone looking stupid or like a failure. Not worth being connected with. Something less than. Now, if you've, you've heard some of the previous podcasts in this series of how to be a competent self-manager, you've already learned that anxiety and depression and all these diagnostic labels, barring a few that are organically based, most of these labels are what you've learned to do and it's not who you are. It's a very critical difference because you can change what you do even if it's been something you've gotten very fast at doing, very reactive at doing. It's a key, key difference. You can change what you do. You can't change who you are. It's just the way it is, right? So these critical self-voices go all the way back to your training, learning that this is what it takes to make sure that you don't do anything wrong. Be the best person you can be, even if it is putting you in a straitjacket of self-criticism. There isn't a part of your brain that isn't trying to work with you to protect you, even if it comes across as scolding and harsh. And so that's, that's the intention. And it comes from a part of your brain that's automatic, that learned through associations, that learns and experiences things through ex uh, impressions. Impressions, experiences, these all shape the way the tapes play in your limbic brain. So if you want more information about how change happens and you're interested in this topic, please please check out the, the first four podcasts in this series on how to be a competent self-manager. Today I'd like to focus on the importance of really looking at and changing that critical voice in your brain. You might say, well, that's kind of a no-brainer, so to speak. Of course you want to get rid of it. It doesn't take much to realize that this is part of your pain. It's stabbing you. It doesn't feel good. And the reality is because it ends up inadvertently whipping up that fear central section of your brain called the amygdala. It doesn't have words, but boy, is it your biggest cheerleader. It's your biggest cheerleader because it really cares to protect you, it wants your well-being. 
it'll notice anything that looks threatening. And that includes a critical voice, whether that comes from you or from the outside world. If you really want to calm yourself, I think it becomes quite clear, you gotta calm and change these critical voices. So I don't know how. I believe that you don't know how, because if you did, of course you would do something different. And so it's really interesting to note that there are things you can do to change that critical voice. And the first one starts with just observing you're doing a critical voice. So as in the previous podcast, I said, we're going to spend a lot of time learning very practical skills. And so the very first practical skill is to just take a look and say, oh, look, I do that. I call that the oops, oops uh, method. Oops, I do that. I like oops because it's not critical. And a lot of times people have a hard time being kind to themselves or liking themselves. So oops doesn't tread on that turf where it says you must be kind to yourself, which of course, that would be better yet. Being kind or calming, being kind and curious. We'll talk about that just in a second. But for starters, just oopsing. Oops, look how I said that to myself. Oops, I didn't mean that. What I meant was this. But oops, just look how I beat myself up. Because oops is a pause, it's an interrupt, interrupts the pattern. Remember, we don't want, we get good at what we do. We want to keep getting really uh, good at being self-critical and full of fear. Let that pattern keep running. We don't want to let it run. We want to interrupt it. And oops is a great way of interrupting it. It stops the pattern, interrupts it, and allows you to look at it with your prefrontal cortex, your executive functions, your logical centers of the brain, and say, hey, what's going down in that engine room there, that nonverbal engine room of my brain with all those automatic patterns? And that's what you're essentially doing. You're looking at what's happening with me. And the reality is your limbic brain is all for you. It just wants to, it's giving you signals of fear. It's giving you signals of distress. And when you pay attention to a signal, signal's just information. You pay attention to the signal, the signal has no more purpose. You pay attention, you got it. You do something about it now, right? So when you pay attention and look, the signal can momentarily pause and give you the opportunity to do something about it so the signal doesn't have to come back. So you're gonna oops it, that's called a metacognition. Metacognition is the power that we as humans have with our really fantastically wonderful, powerful brains can say, I look at myself doing this. And that's the formula for change. Remember, the formula for change is, I do this thing, and I've got to change it now. Oops, goes right along with it. So the other thing I want, to, I want you to emphasize, and I want you to think about is, not just oopsing it, but as I said before, can you experience some kindness for yourself? And so we'll talk next time about how to cultivate kindness, because it's very hard for a lot of people, especially with critical voices, who just don't like themselves, who blame themselves, who see themselves as a vile, unlovable kid. Ouch. So we're not gonna force anything, because fighting with yourself, forcing yourself, trying to give yourself positive affirmations when you feel like it's just not true, that doesn't help. So oops for those who, who don't feel kindly toward themselves, and Curiosity also for all people. And curious, what's going on with me? I want you to use your what 
and how questions because they're process questions. Why? Well, there's a time and a place for why, but it's not here. Why elicits facts, your rational brain. You don't know why you're doing this. You might answer, because I'm a stupid person. Yeah, that's not going to help. What's going on with me? I'm feeling kind of rejected. I'm feeling kind of foolish. That's something you can start working through because now you've identified the real problem, right? What is going on with me is curiosity. And if you think of it this way, think of it the old teeter-totters in the playground. The one end is up and the other one is down. The fear is up. The opposite end of that is care and relaxation. And approach is down. Fear is retreat, right? Run away. Shrink back. Fear is up. You got shrink back. You got all that stuff going on. You lower that fear. Well, what goes up? Care and approach. And if you push up with that care end of the, the teeter totter, you push up with curiosity. What is this about? Without even fighting yourself, which is really good because remember, fighting revs up fear. Without even doing any of that stuff, without forcing it, without stuffing it, you ask that question, you're raising your curiosity, you're raising your approach circuits in your brain, and you're automatically dialing down the fear response. So oops it is the first interrupt and asking yourself, what's going on with that? Alright, that's it for now. We're going to give many, many more skills in the following podcasts to come and you can find these archived at Facebook discover me PG that's pro, uh, process group PG discover me PG you can also find me Lori Olson psychotherapist on iTunes look forward to making the next podcast and hoping you're enjoying them